Blog Talk Radio. Hey, Chief Kingdom, you gotta fight for your right! <laughs> From the IMLD Home Studios, in its 11th season, you are listening to, in much less detail, the podcast, where we cut through the noise and give you your NFL breakdown in much less detail. Now your host, Jay and Trey. Well, when I put Taylor Swift's boyfriend in the opening of the show at the beginning of the season, I had absolutely no idea how things would turn out. He wasn't Taylor Swift's boyfriend at the time, of course, but I was just celebrating him and his team getting me the victory to end last year, and Jay turns it around and turns the tables on me and uses him and his team to get the victory this year. So for all of Chiefs Nation, for Swelsey, for Jay, everybody take a bow. The Kansas City Chiefs once again world champions of football, and this time turning the tables on me and allowing Jay to break my eight-year streak of winning our handicapping competition. This is In Much Less Detail, the podcast, our last episode for the 2023-2024 season. You are here with us live on a Thursday night, February the 15th, 2024. I'm Dre. He's Jay. He's the victor. He's the man. He told us all several weeks ago, that he was trying to end this Travis Taylor shit right now and picking the Chiefs to win it all, trying to make the big ending scene of them kissing uh, on the field at the end of the of the Super Bowl, trying to make that not happen. He said he'd be happy either way. So there you go. It, it happened. You had to throw up, but at least you won the season. I will take it. Uh, it's been a long time coming to be on the right side, and it keeps our streak alive of being uh, the person who had to pick the winner, picking the winner, uh, you know, so getting the control back uh, during the division round and, and hanging in, hanging on to it all the way through the end here. I ain't giving it back. Jameson Williams, you're still the man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jameson Williams. Jameson Williams is going to be right there. The, I'd have himself up seat in the Hall of Infamy someday. Um, Nafi Perez. Yeah. Um, but, you know, judging by the way, I can't really tell, so I have to ask, did you really want the Niners, or did you just jack yourself up to getting behind the Niners because you pretty much had two weeks to prepare for me to take the Chiefs? You know what? That's one of those questions that I can never honestly answer. Not, okay. I can't answer that to myself. It's not that I'm trying to be secretive or keep it from you it's that uh the the pool the pool was poisoned by you telling me that so therefore i may have had the niners anyway but look <laughs> i appreciate and like and and almost love the niners and what they do again yeah, because, I know. 
This is my team uh, as far as Hipster Dre. This is the team that I was on several years ago talking about, hey, don't look now, but this team leads everybody in yards per play, and no one's talking about them, and look out for the 49ers. So I feel a kinship to them the way you feel to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, so it, it, I may well have said that it's Kyle Shanahan's time to put all the, the demons behind him and exercise everything and win the championship this year uh, anyway. However, I have to admit, it's possible I may have taken the Chiefs if I had my choice because right. they're the damn Chiefs and they're just inevitable. Right, and and it, it is a different feeling, obviously, having the two weeks to have to wait for the other person to make the pick, and that's been, you know, not a position that you've been in for a while. So, mm-hmm. and, and unlike in years past where I had to stew, I pretty much told you what I I, I told you pre-AFC championship, like, when we pick those games, like, you better get the lead, otherwise this. If this, then that. And and I told you, this is what I'm going to do. And I stood behind it, and it it was close. I sweated it out just like you did because that game had the ebbs and the flows where you you thought you were good, and then for a while, you know, looked bad for you. It, It really did have that back and forth and uh our season which i think our regular season was only what four four games apart i believe so which is crazy and then when you factor in the playoffs that means for all the games we only finished two games different for the entire season um which is just just shows you how close it was we both guaranteed ourselves over 500 both of us uh i hit only three games apart for the regular season three games apart so the i i I beat you by two in the playoffs so you ended up winning the season uh, (laughs) you get the points championship um oh thank you so by one game but that's how close for all these games 280 some odd games and you and i were only different by one uh but by virtue of our you know the playoff format and the points and the stakes I end up taking the season, but it just really shows you how close it really was. Nobody, nobody ran away with it this year. Um, and if not for Jamison Williams' fingertips, <laughs> then I would have taken it. Oh. Possibly, possibly, because we will never know with two weeks to actually break it down and look at the, you know, you didn't have to do the research that you would normally, and that all might have still led you to take the Niners because you were very convincing in your anti-argument to, to my Chiefs pick that you really wanted the Niners, but we'll never know, obviously, uh, because it's always easy in hindsight. That's why I had to ask. I was like, is that really what you wanted? Or, you know, did you just jack yourself up into that pick? And even you don't know. Believe me, I was asking that all two weeks myself. I was asking myself that question. Did, was I really on the Niners or was I just doing <laughs> that because I knew Jay had the Chiefs? <laughs> which was so funny because what if I would have just like completely railroaded and taken the Chief, uh, the Niners? And you'd have been like, oh, oh. Uh, I got all this material wrote up to, to slam the Chiefs and put over the yeah. Niners. I got to I gotta somehow fix it the other way. No, I, I, I definitely was believing what I was saying on the uh, Super Bowl preview show. Uh, but your question is valid. Would I have felt a different way leading up to the preview show uh, if you, if I knew you were taking the Niners if, if, right. and I had to take the Chiefs or something like right. that? So. Or if you had the lead. Um, right, and it was were, all on me. Which you were, which, which you were Jamison Williams' fingertips uh, away from having. So I, I don't want to rub it in too much on that. Um, uh, but it was, hey, what, it's a great year. I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I dug myself 
out of a huge hole that I dug myself into to start the season. Um, had a would you you had the numbers, but you know from something like week seven or week nine on, or I did not have a week below five hundred, um, which, which blew me away. Uh, when you, when you twenty games that. below after week seven. Yeah, so after seven weeks, and to win. So we yeah. both have had big comebacks on each other, uh, memorably on this show, and uh, I'll, I'll chalk it up as a hard-fought victory. Uh, well played by both of us. Somebody had to win. Although we could have, you know, we, we've had tied seasons. I mean, back in the first season, yeah. it's, it's possible. It is it possible is. to have a tie. Um, but I'll take it. I'm not giving it back. It feels good to have won. Um, I'm excited uh, that I that I don't have to be thinking about, wow, is Dre going to you know do this for a decade before I win? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so now I have to start a streak. I tried to do it for a solid decade, but couldn't quite pull it off. You tried. I know you. Did we talk. What's that? You pulled the Chiefs. You you were down big and just yeah. rallied back. I, you had me right where you wanted me, just like the Chiefs. Yeah, I felt like texting you that, too, in that game at some point. It's like, oh, it's right where they want him. Right where they want him. Uh, you knew. We we all knew. We all knew. We, yeah, you, it, we're, we're texting during the game about the Niners should be up a lot right now. I, I, I don't have an award for that, but I was getting that sense at the end of the first quarter into the early second quarter, and that's why I shot you that text, because I was like, man, this, this feels like Niners should be just romping, and, and it was – had nothing. <laughs> yeah. Like that's that's nothing for the Chiefs. That's nothing in football in general these days. I, and I could have ruined your, your victory by betting the Chiefs live because I knew. I had that feeling <laughs> you're going to win this game. I, I didn't do it. I, I couldn't pull yeah. the trigger. I just let it play out. But I knew the whole time I knew. They let them hang around and hang around. But we have awards uh, just like we do for the whole regular season and through the playoffs. We do the same football party. It's our last football party of this season. I won't say of 2024, because we get to do this again starting in September. Um, but of this football season, this will be our last football party, and then we become kings of non-sequitur. I was already scouring the webs before the show for music. Um, <laughs> take my take my win seriously here. I haven't been able to pick the podcast music for a long time, so I was starting starting my search. Um, it's the only thing we have on the line for the season. The only the, uh, that and, you know, and bragging rights. Right. But the uh, the winner does indeed get to choose the uh, the theme music for it next season. You don't have to choose a new one. You can stick with mine, but you you're already looking for your own. That it's been a long time, so I'm looking I get forward it. I'm looking forward to changing it up and having a new intro for next football season. I probably won't change it through the uh, Kings of Non Sequitur portion here, but um, it gives me some time. And then now that I know enough, what I know about editing, uh, you know, working on my son's videos, I'm like, oh, okay, I can actually edit together something. So I might actually put together a piece to intro the show, and uh, we'll see how that goes through the summer here. All right. Uh, so while Jake is ready to use his creativity in the offseason, uh, we do indeed have awards. So you said you were the only thing you wanted was to be able to go first on the Super Bowl recap show. Because well, that's that a, means you actually won the pick. Because I was, that's right. <laughs> so therefore. So for, yep. 
Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. And he got it! think the Chiefs are, they are, so you get the honor, so what in the world to you was the best of the entire Super Bowl experience? Since we have more detailed breakdown awards as they as we progress through here, I'm going to give this an overriding award and just say it was a great game. It wasn't the best played game, it, you know, technically speaking, but I appreciated the drama, the tension, defense you know there's a lot of people who saw that game early we were watching the game with a large group of people and there were those oh it's boring no no that was not boring uh that was that was football it was hard hitting there were just and it was like we talked about in the beginning of the intro of the show here it's the ebb and flow of the game you know looking like the Niners had it oh now the Chiefs have it now the Niners are coming back oh no big mistakes uh you know back and forth and and into overtime and I'm just giving my best of the week to the whole spectacle of that game 60 minutes it was great great football it was well coached mostly uh the refs were not a big factor in the game thank god we are not here talking about ref shenanigans although there's a vocal minority of people out there in the socials who want to try to make everything into uh, it wasn't even about the penalties. It was about the non-penalties. It's like, well, simmer down, people. Uh, <laughs> it was it was a great game. Both teams had their chances. The Niners had plenty of their own. They did not capitalize and come through with the victory. The Chiefs just waited and waited and waited and waited, and then they got that final drive. And what a great game. Defensive, low scoring as far as I'm concerned for what Super Bowls we've seen. You know, lately, 25-22, and we needed overtime, so we needed those nine extra points in overtime after what was only a 19-19 finish, which you would have thought, uh, it's easy to look at that and say it's boring, but I thought it was great football. My best of the week was just the whole spectacle of that game, well played by both teams. Um, You know, we get a lot of dud Super Bowls, and uh, this one wasn't one. Uh, definitely wasn't born. Did, didn't it go exactly the way we said on the preview show that it was going to be? We both, we all had the the under. All three of us, me, you, and Naj, had the under, and we came through by a half a point, so that worked we out. Did. But but just even the style of the game, we all said it was going to go this way. It was going to be yeah. slow building and a, a sort of a taffy pull, uh, and. It was going to be very good football. It might not be the most exciting television show of all time, but it was going to be extremely interesting and compelling football for actual football fans. Uh, and for non-football fans, it probably wasn't going to be so high. That's exactly what it was. So I don't think it was any any different than what any of us uh, anticipated. What was your best of the week? I got a feeling, but I want to hear it. The only other quarterback to lead his team in passing and rushing in a Super Bowl is Steve Young. Yeah. Unfrickin' believable. This guy, that son of a bitch, he he just refused to lose that game. I am 100% dead ass sure that if Jake Moody didn't have that extra point blocked and KC needed four instead of three in regulation, he would have got it. 
the only, that's the only reason Pat Mahomes didn't get the the touchdown in regulation. He did because he didn't need it because they only needed the three. He would have gotten it if he needed it. I promise you, he would have. Uh, he, he's getting to that Jordan level to me, where I feel like ultimately, no matter what the adversity, he's going to win. He's just going to win. Underdog for three straight games, and he put the middle finger up all three times and said, "Underdog, this." Uh, call me a dick rider. I don't care. Patrick Mahomes, that <laughs> bastard. Won a Super Bowl with Miko yeah. Hardman as the game-winning yeah. target. That guy is simply the best. Period. Man, he's just. Uh, I'm I'm watching the whole thing go down. I knew it was going to be the Chiefs. I knew they were going to pull it out. Uh, and then in overtime, the Niners go all the way down the field. On that, yeah. we'll, we'll have all the talk about the uh, the decision in overtime. But they get all the way to the fucking nine-yard line. And only because Chris Jones, with timely pressure once again to uh, mess up a pass, to force an incompletion, uh, to force San Fran to get to take the field goal. And then Pat just does Pat things all the way down the field, yeah. all the way into the end zone, finds Miko for the win. Steve Wilkes tried everything. He tried playing soft. He tried blitzing. He tried mixing it up. He tried uh, press. He tried zone. It just, nothing worked. Absolutely nothing worked. And your least valuable players of the regular season are world champs. And it's all because of that fucker at quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. He's the best. <laughs> and you said it. Put them all in the Hall of Fame right now. Andy Reid. Andy Reid, Kelsey, Pat, Mahomes, Pat, all of them. Travis Kelsey, anybody else who's even questionable on that squad, just throw them all in there. It'd be like the 85 Bears. I mean, Steve McMichael got in. He's dead. <laughs> um, the corpse of Steve McMichael got voted into the Hall of Fame. Right. Yeah. So... Uh, I, I that that's an easy one. So I know I appreciate yeah. you going there. Um, you kind of telegraphed that on the write up for the show, so it did not influence my award <laughs> at all. I, I kind of knew where you were going, and and you gave him the flowers, and yeah, you know he deserves it. He deserves it. You know the numbers didn't show it till late. Uh, he accu- he definitely accumulated, but he got there. Three hundred and thirty three yards, two touchdowns, an ugly pick. Uh, mm-hmm early when he was getting frustrated when 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 it when when it felt like the Niners were completely well they were they were completely in control of that game they were clearly getting to Mahomes they were rattling the Chiefs but let them hang around it should have been up three touchdowns you exactly you cannot let that team hang around that that was the worst thing they could have done and then and and the Chiefs got that confidence and they adjusted and it's you, you know you can't give these guys that many chances and they'll take advantage, and Pat Mahomes, and, and then they all did. Andy Reid, everybody, they adjusted, and they won. So, I mean, I'm glad they did. Should have been up three touchdowns, and still might have lost the fucking game if they were up. Still might touchdowns. have, yeah. What was the worst of the Super Bowl to you? Ah, boy. I'm going to put a bow on this season, because we, we had something happen at the very, very beginning of this season. Happened a few times throughout the season. And then it happens again in the Super Bowl. And talk about impacting a game, impacting a season for when it happened at the beginning of the year. I'm talking about ruptured Achilles tendons and Dre Greenlaw, who's just so jacked up to go run out on the field after a uh, Niners punt. He's going to go out there and get him because they were really in control of that game. Takes a couple of hop steps out on just bam, like like he got snipered. Mm. That must have been – you know, Brock Oswald out there um, <laughs> sniping poor Dre Greenlaw. That's not the worst thing. The worst thing is 
Drake Greenlaw's replacement comes in, mm. Oren Burks, and you and, and something changed in that Niners defense, <laughs> and the the middle opened up, and everybody could kind of see that they were figuring this out. Kelsey starts getting more involved. Uh, it was really strange until you actually saw the numbers. And boy, when I saw the numbers for Oren Burks, Dre Greenlaw's replacement in coverage, it really opened up for me that this was the worst of the week. This was least valuable player territory here for Oren Burks. Get your bag ready. Uh-oh. Targeted nine times in coverage, Oren Burks was. He gave up nine completions. <laughs> A touchdown, 134.7 passing uh, rating against him, uh, and a, and a 32.1 PFF coverage grade for Oren Burks. Uh, so yeah, you want to talk about you want to talk about where the game may have been lost? It may have been lost in Dre Greenlaw's hop, step, and skip, and bam, down on the field. That may have been where the game was lost because after he went down. Boy, Travis Kelsey, who had been frustrated, and he runs into Andy Reid, almost knocks him over because he's so mad. Uh, everybody was in their head. Mahomes was throwing picks. And, boy, you talk about losing the heart and soul of that middle of that defense. They already lost Hufanga Huf- uh, early, who was the other sort of heart and soul of that defense on the back end. Nobody talked about him not being there through this run. Um well, that was a huge loss. And then they lose Greenlaw, their their biggest impact middle defender, and everything changed for the Chiefs after that. And his replacement was ass. So I'm giving my worst of the week to Oren Burks. Uh, those numbers were absolutely uh, atrocious. Yeah, 32 uh is about – that sounds like my, my science scores in, in school. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's not just failing. That's, like, not even – trying to, to come close to succeeding. That's just as bad as it gets. So nine uh, of nine against you. That that that's uh James Bradbury bad. <laughs> Toast. Um I concur. Oh to uh, <laughs> Yeah, so to me nothing was worse than watching a guy sacrifice everything to get to the Super Bowl and wind up taking himself out by running onto the field. I mean it's just yep. You know, pops his Achilles early second quarter. Camera caught a clear view of the telltale calf tremble that we got familiar with uh, at the beginning of the season when Aaron Rodgers did it. Aaron Rodgers, yep. Uh, Sideline reporter, by the way. uh, Was he he questionable to return? Don't know the guy's name. Don't care. Doesn't matter. He actually said, go back and find the the, the part where, where this happens. He actually said, quote, he can't put any weight on his leg. His return is questionable. Oh, unquote. my God. Wow. He, he, he did it. He said it. See, this I, I is what happens quote. when I'm, I'm at a football party, yeah. a real football party, an actual football party. And in person, I've got all these people, and I didn't catch that one. Otherwise, that I may have had an award for because that is mm-hmm. moronic. That, yeah, that, he actually said as much as we make fun of that shit, and and they still do it. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah, poor guy. Just it made my made me sick to my stomach seeing that. Uh, so you're gonna stick to our stomach, Lou in Jersey. What's going on, Lou? Hey, Dawes. I, I forgot you were even on tonight, but uh, I made it. <laughs> yeah, we're usually not on a Thursday to... night. It's it's an unusual night for us, but we're just putting a bow yeah. on the season. Yeah, yeah, of course. And what a way for the season to go out. You know, with one of the best Super Bowls, probably that's. 
been playing quite some time. You know, I mean, it didn't, it didn't start out so well, though. I mean, it was kind of like a defensive struggle. You know, nobody was really doing much until, like, uh, towards, the, towards the second quarter. And, you know, only finishing up 3 nothing in the first. I thought it was like a low-scoring, you know, struggle. No one's going to score on offense or nothing. I thought it was a low-scoring game, just like uh, the Patriots did back in, uh, was it 2018, 2019, 13-3. I was hoping we would not see a repeat of that. But as the game wore on, the offense has picked up. And it turned to be, you know, one of the most thrilling games, I think, in Super Bowl history. That was a great game. Tremendous finish. Yeah. Uh, so uh, do you have an opinion about, like, what was the best part about the uh, the Super Bowl to you? Well, I was concentrating on the game itself. So you're thinking about the uh, commercial and stuff and the halftime show? No. I mean, it was, you know, the, the third, from the fourth quarter on, I think, was, was the best. Actually, when... Uh, well, in San Francisco, was about to uh, tie it up in the, in the, at the end of regulation, and then Kansas City with the with the uh, overtime winning score. But I'll tell you what was the most ridiculous moment of the game when San Francisco forgot about the rules about the overtime. I'm like, uh, wait, what was that rules again? Uh, I forgot. It was explained when the when the corner was being tossed, and you forgot already. Boy, how dumb do you how dumb do you be? How dumb do you think I am? Jeez. That wasn't well, explained well, very clearly by the ref. They were kind of stumbling and spitting through it themselves. So it was it was unclear to me watching at home. Yeah, well, as a you know, as a player, I mean, you, I think you should know the rules. You know, that's probably why you lost the game too because you forgot how the rules were being done. But then uh, again, it, it did seem to be to, confusing. Again, yes, because somebody had a complaint. Oh, we didn't get the ball in the you know in overtime, so we lost. So then they had to change the rule, and they had to change the rule again to make it even more complicated. You should have kept it right where it is. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. That I agree with. Well, you know, though, under the old overtime rule, we still have the same result. So the Niners, they took the ball. They did not score the touchdown. Where That's where they would have thought they would have won, that there's even yeah. audio of this. So, But they kicked the field goal. So the, the Chiefs were going to get the ball anyway. Right. It really didn't right. change the uh, the outcome, as it turned out. Correct may have changed which team goes first. Maybe that becomes a thing going forward, although we don't get that that many overtime Super Bowls. But no, maybe in the playoffs and these, you know, we get these where you can get both teams. Hey, even if you score a touchdown, you get to get the chance to go back the other way. And, uh, yeah. And the, the, the Chiefs, uh, I can't even say they took advantage because the Chiefs could have easily been stopped. The Niners could have played defense. They had that right to. Yeah, it would have been nice. Yeah, it would have oh, been. Yeah. It, was only... it wasn't, but it would have been. Uh, so was that the the worst uh, of the Super Bowl to you, or was it the uh, the commercials or the halftime or something like that? The commercials were boring. Yeah, yeah, the the commercials are not very good. No, and they no. spoil all the commercials now. So they now they have trailers for the commercial. It's it's so dumb. You saw that too? Yeah, we I saw that last week. Yeah, they've been doing that for a couple of years now. Where well, then, well, then there's extended versions of the commercials that you can watch. It, it, it's ridiculous. So instead it of is. just having it be a surprise, they they ruin it almost before the game. And ah, I wasn't and watching it for the commercials anyways. I was watching it for the football game. Yeah, and how much do they spend on commercials again? Mm. Seven million dollars. Yeah. Exactly. When it was done in 1967, it wasn't even. It was on, I think, uh, what, $1 million? 
I don't know if it was even that much. The tickets back then were like four dollars. So I don't. I don't know. Yeah, all those we seats too. <laughs> all yeah. right, Lou. It's been uh, it's been a but, crazy season, but of course, inevitably, the Chiefs wind up winning, and and it felt like that was uh, the the outcome all along, right? Well, you know, I was debating all week long who was going to win because this was our two, I think, very even teams going in. And to be honest, I was not surprised the game went in overtime anyway. I was not surprised. Yeah, we we all thought it was going to be close. We all said it was going to be a one-score game. Yeah. So in that in that respect, we were all right. Yeah, well, I wasn't that low. But, you know, it wasn't like the, you know, 45-40, uh, we were, I thought it was going to be a high-scoring offensive game. But for the most part, it went almost as I thought it was going to go. Yeah. Well, it, it winds up being a compelling TV anyway, so that's good. It was definitely a, a very big dramatic television show in the end. Yeah, the most watched ever. Absolute. Absolutely. 120 million watched. watching at home and count streaming, you know, as they're through it. And, of course, well, they don't count people who watch outside the home, so the number was probably even greater than that. It, it was a, a large percentage of the country watching, like a third of the country watching. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because, like, like I said, streaming, that was about 3 million. At home alone was 120 million. And, you know, when you count restaurants and bars, I was talking about another uh, five, ten million. So, uh, you know, but people don't really count that no. much. They, they, they got enough. They, they Believe me, they got enough viewers. Exactly. Uh, the most ever, the most ever of any television program, period. So maybe, maybe, your, uh, your, maybe your Jets will be there next year uh, to, to be at the, the head I of like the proceedings. Believe- well, when you had the matchup you were looking for, that you were anticipating, naturally you're going to get that kind of audience because you got exactly what they want. That's right. So uh, when you factor that in, yeah, sure. Uh, you want to uh, plug your show? Yeah. It's called – it's not rocket science, people. Uh, no, uh, the Enhanced Sports Show, even though it's not rocket science. Uh, we're on Saturdays, 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 to 5 in the Central Time Zone. Uh, the number is 512-543-4662. Once again, it's 512-543-4662. We'll have a complete wrap-up of the Super Bowl on Sunday. That includes commercials and the halftime show, for those who care. Um, we'll take a look at the uh, NBA All-Star Game. We'll also uh, take a look at uh, NASCAR because Daytona 500 will be on Sunday, so i going to get people's thoughts on that. So you race car enthusiasts might want to call in. Um, we'll also take a look at the, um, being that spring training is now uh, begun, we'll look at uh, each division uh, for the upcoming season, find out who you think is going to be hot and who you think is, well, not. Uh, we'll also some college basketball, especially in the women's uh, department because uh, history was maintained as expected, and I didn't get to see it because I can't get Peacock. Thank you very much. You're dirty, no good. <sighs> you get the idea. Yeah, of course. And uh, NHL and WWE and uh, UFC and maybe even some Greco Russell Romaning. And of course, uh, the uh, feel good story of the week, sports trivia, this week in sports history, and ridiculous time of the week as well. So if you got time, call 512 543 4662, 4 in the East, 3 Central, and uh, 10 o'clock in Europe. There you have it. Thanks, Lou. All right. All right. Yeah, we go all over the place. All right. Uh, the one and only Lou in Jersey. 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. At least he was sober tonight. Pretty hard tonight. I, I'm I'm just trying to figure out what is Greco wrestle Romaning. <laughs> he was kind of sober tonight, almost. That was close. <laughs> I'm he, trying to catch up. He, he slurred a lot more than that in previous shows, so he, he did pretty good for himself. All right. Uh, Naj in Atlanta. Hey, you you called it oh. right along with us. We we said it was going to be low scoring, and uh, we were right on that. Yeah, the unders were beautiful, baby. Unders everywhere. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> that part was good. My prediction was wrong. Uh, really disappointed yeah. in the old Kyle Shanahan. But, uh, you know, really good game. Legacy type of, of event uh, for Mahomes to pull it out in the end. But, man, that injury to Greenlaw, the no. punt that hit the guy's foot, uh, man, it was so unlucky. In the, in the game overall. Yeah, there but, was a lot. There was a whole comedy of errors that you can go back and point to for the for the Niners that that helped them lose the game. But the, you know, the Chiefs still had to take it, and they did. And they, you know, the other team kind of put it on the silver platter for them a few times there. But the good teams they run with it, and the Chiefs did. So uh, can't take it away from them. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing that stuck out to me the most though was. This idea that, okay, we're just going to run a gang of cover zero, a gang of cover one, man-to-man on the outside, and dare Brock to make plays. And yes. those corners for KC held up really well. But I, I, I just I couldn't understand how Kyle didn't have better quick game stuff, uh, better blitz beaters, you know, out there. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it, I don't know. It was, a, it was an amazing game, and sadly football is over. So yeah. the best tickets in sports now are – Wimbignana and Kalen Clark. Those, those are the two best tickets in sports now. We're going to have to kind of settle in with that stuff. But, man, dude, I I just did not see the Super Bowl ending in that fashion. When Kyle and company, 49ers, are driving in the fourth quarter, how did they not understand that that was the game? Like, that was the time to go for it on fourth, do whatever you had to do, but milk that clock and make it the last possession of the game if you could. That's I, I I don't know, man. I, I'm in Atlanta, so I'm not surprised at Kyle messing up in a big game. Come on. Man. Oh man. Oh. Hey, I'm a Falcons fan, so I know all about it. I think they, <laughs> they I think they did the best they could, Naj. I think they were right there uh, at the end, and uh, I'm sure if they could have put it in the end zone and put the game away, they they would, but they just couldn't. Uh, they, they they did all they could. I, I don't. Uh, there's a lot of criticism of of the play calling and the and of the strategies and stuff and and I'm not really on that train. I I, I think they really it, Pat Mahomes is inevitable, man. I think that's all it is. It's a, if they, if the Niners got the touchdown or, or uh, milked the clock and, and gave Mahomes you know 15 or 20 seconds instead of a that's minute, all he, needs. I, he would have he would have still beat him because that's what he does. It, it kind of didn't matter. Uh, but I, yeah, I think but they did all they could. Take as many edges as you can get, man. Like, I mean, milk that thing like it's the '80s. Like you snapping <laughs> at one and zero. Like I wanted to see the old slow down tradition from him. So, I, yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying, though. Pat Mahomes is the Michael Jordan of the sport. Uh, he's gonna do some amazing things going forward. Cause guess what, guys? He probably gets receivers next year. They're not showing up with that band of guys again. So. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, this doesn't get me easier. Why not? You you win a freaking Super Bowl with Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, and Miko Harmon. Yeah, why not keep those guys around? Come on. Oh. Uh. All right. I'll, I'll put you back on hold, Naj. Thanks a lot. 
All right, man. Have a good one. All right. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, yeah. nice. Of, you know what? Everybody's showing up for the Super Bowl recap. I appreciate that. I, I love our, our listeners. We we don't have many, but they're loyal and they're knowledgeable, and I'm I'm very glad that they uh, suck the time out of recapping this terrible loss that I took because that means I don't have to talk about it as much. It means it, well, it's okay. The after show will still find you here if it ends up going. So what are we at? Smartest of the week. We're only on our third award here. Um, boy, I tell you what, I'm giving this to Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and what I can only call a masterpiece which was that final drive in overtime to beat that. You just, like you said, it was inevitable and you knew, but it was the way they did it. 13 plays, 75 yards, took the, used up the entire remaining time in overtime through the winning touchdown with three seconds left. They dinked, they doinked, they ran screens, which they had not been running uh, to try to mitigate that, cheat, uh, that Niners rush. Uh, not a lot of, not a lot of, uh, taking a lot of chances. There was a fourth and one in there where I'm sitting there with the people we're watching the game. And I look over at the guy who's sitting next to me. I'm like, nobody but Patrick Mahomes is touching the ball on this play. <laughs> and, then, and, and then it was just Mahomes and, you know, goes right off side, uh, right off tackle there for like eight yards. And the guy's like, hey, hey, good call. I was like, yeah, there's, they're not trusting anybody else on fourth and six inches other than Patrick Mahomes. He, he refused to lose, but Andy Reid called it up. Mahomes ran it perfect. They had all all the motion, all the weird geometry. They even did the weird geometry on the game-winning touchdown. Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't have the horses to run all the trick stuff. Like, like you pointed out accurately to me in a text early when the Niners ran the throwback for the touchdown. But, man, the Chiefs just clamped down, and you just felt like, man, it was so hard. I couldn't imagine being a Niners fan. Just watching that drive. Uh-huh. I, I took it as a Falcons fan, watching that Patriots drive against us in overtime in the Super Bowl. It's like, you just know, like, you cannot stop what's coming. And the Niners couldn't, but that drive was an absolute masterpiece. I concur. <laughs> we don't need all the time if we disagree on everything. This one's easy to agree on, so. Correct. Uh, we'll probably concur on uh, several others later on. The, the game-winning play that... Uh, jet sweep pivot back where you came from uh, Kadarius Tony in the Super Bowl last year touchdown yep. Sky Moore in the Super Bowl last year touchdown Miko Hard Miko fucking Hardman this year for the win touchdown seriously uh, that was Julian Edelman when it was the Patriots right doing that same <laughs> route I'm not kidding no yeah that that arrow route yeah. Uh, Play was called Corn Dog last year. They called it Tom and Jerry this year, but it's the same play. So now, according uh, to Andy Reid on the touchdown, that was supposed to be a shovel pass to Jarek McKinnon that the Niners closed up so well right at the mm. snap that they that, that the that that arrow became the second look and it was <laughs> wide open. So there, there's Andy Reid breaking it down in the weird weird geometry that you like to talk about. Yeah, they they weren't going to be denied. Uh, obviously, uh, the way Hartman broke in and then uh, scurried back at the snap, that did look like a Tom and Jerry cartoon, right? Just kind of legs flying everywhere. And uh, yep. poor, Niners, poor Niners had no chance, absolutely no. no chance. No, they their chances were they needed touchdowns, and instead they kicked field goals, and that was all she wrote. 
so there's plenty of uh, choices for dumbest uh, for, for the Super Bowl. Where, uh, where yeah. are you going on that one? I'm going to go two ways, but the same person here. How do you not know the overtime? No! <laughs> you know, and then knowing now what you know, why would you ever take the ball in overtime? First, you, you really want – it's almost like when you defer, to, you want to see what the other team does. Put the pressure on them. And also, from a dumbest of the week standpoint, I know you're. I know you are the hipster Dre when it comes to the to the Niners, but your boy Shanahan needs an intervention um, <laughs> because you're starting. He's starting to get that. You know, we, we we gave it to Dan Quinn, right, with the with the blow in the leads thing. Well, your your boy, he's making it a habit now too, and that's something that becomes hard to hard to shake. And that's two bad looks there, blowing big leads. I mean, they blew a twenty five point lead with you know, with him running that offense in Atlanta. Now point lead against the Chiefs in a Super Bowl that he blows, and now an early ten point lead against the Chiefs that he blows, and then. You know, you know, going conservative when you shouldn't, and then going aggressive when you, not having that balance right. Uh, I'm giving all of this dumbest of the week to Shanahanigans, your boy. Mm. Well, not only do we not concur, but I'm actually going the opposite of you in my dumbest, uh, because my dumbest is anyone criticizing Kyle Shanahan's decision to take the ball first in overtime. Not saying a debate or discussion can't be had about it. It's actually a really good topic for an intelligent discussion or discourse about strategy, about game theory in that situation. Yeah. But there's a corner of analysts uh, that are all auditioning for first and Negro trying to just slam the decision as, (laughs) oh, this is the dumbest thing you could ever possibly do. You give the ball second to Patrick Mahomes, which – if they if he gave the ball first to Patrick, well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. That why would you give Patrick Mahomes the ball first? Uh, they're just trying to be outraged to be outraged. Anyone slamming the decision as dumb and wrong to me is dumb and wrong because that's it's something that you can discuss, but just automatically saying it's the it's the wrong move to me is dumb. He just watched his defense give everything they had to keep Kansas City out of the end zone to end regulation. If he wanted to send them right back out because he wanted the ball second and wanted to know what his offense needed to do it, okay, that's understandable. But if he wanted to just give them a breather while helping the best team in in yards per play in football while relying on them, uh, relying on that offense, that's also understandable. How the hell is that the dead wrong move? I don't don't understand how people could just completely slam it as the wrong move. I, I, I don't get that. I think that gets compounded by the fact of how the players didn't know the rules. Well, that's as another. It's not a whole lot of them that didn't know. I was like I said, I was kind of confused too because the way the referee tried to stammer and spit through it didn't, didn't really make much. Right. Sense. I, honestly, I, I forgot that it was uh, both teams I, get it. I forgot. I didn't realize I, it I, until I until Nance started because we were thinking about overtime until Nance started talking about the Josh Allen rule. I'm like, oh, that this is the playoff yeah. thing now. Yep, you know, I they don't do this about in the that. regular season. They only do this in the playoffs because of what happened to the Bills. Yep, because of the thirteen second game. Right. When we talk so, about Josh Allen in his last play on the field, he threw the game winning touchdown. 
Uh, I don't even get mad at the players for not really knowing it because this is the same league where the players didn't, some of them don't know that overtime ends in a tie. So, you know. Oh, uh, is that the Donovan McNabb uh, uh-huh. situation there? So, all right. We're both on opposite sides of stupidest, but we do. your boy Shanahan does need an intervention. I, I concur that there's been plenty of bottles of alcohol in his house that have been consumed this week. I, I definitely concur with that. <laughs> and I'll tell you why in my surprise of the week. So apparently the problem was Steve Wilkes. <laughs> and that's the whole other problem, right? Another hey, what happened? That's he's the he's the quote unquote goat, but not in the good yeah. way uh, mm-hmm. that we need to get rid of. The guy whose defense was absolutely smothering, frustrating, and right. confusing Patrick Mahomes until their uh, All Pro linebacker blows his Achilles out in, in a freak oh. injury. Uh, but yeah, let's let's fire him. Let's get let's get rid of that guy who was most of the season helming a top five defense who had held Patrick Mahomes to 19 points in a Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, let's just fire him. He, he's the problem. So part of that intervention uh, that we need to give your boy <laughs> Shanahan <laughs> is uh, man. I was really surprised when I saw that come out this week. Steve Wilkes got fired, and I was like, oh yeah, he's the problem. So completely on the opposite side and disagree on Dumas. For surprise, one million percent concur. Completely (laughs) concur. This isn't even a I concur. This is. No, this is. How do you look at that guy and taking for one the one year the one year that he ran your defense the first year, yeah, uh, and decide that that's the problem. that that's a there's obviously a strategy and and personality battle going on between Shanahan and Steve Wilkes it, and it yeah. came to a head. Uh, the two forty eight left in overtime. You might remember where KC at second and six, and right before the snap, Shanahan calls timeout. Um, yeah. And you being at a party might not have thought too much of that, but me watching uh, at home, I see him. I see Shanahan get caught on camera. Uh, unleashing a string of expletives into his headset. So he clearly yeah. no, he didn't disagreed like the look. with the defensive formation. And he's watching Pat Mahomes take the Chiefs down the field in a stop-them-and-win-it-all situation and decided he needs to be the D.C. and the O.C. at the same time now. He, I am the captain now. He decided he needs to take over everything uh, and call timeout and call the defense and call the offense. As we know, he lost. He, that was the wrong decision. That you yeah. can criticize Shanahan. I have no problem with that. Uh, and his first move three days later after that, hey, Steve Wilkes, get out. What? What the hell? Uh, it's all your fault. Uh, there had to be more building to, to the meltdown in the Super Bowl, but uh, to see a coach get one year with a D and lead them to regular season rankings of number eight overall, third lowest points allowed, third lowest touchdowns, 6.4 yards per pass attempt allowed was fourth lowest in the league, top 10 in sacks, tied with Chicago for the most interceptions. Yeah, he sucks. He's got to go. <laughs> and and your and your your top safety who got hurt mid-season is not there and your mm-hmm. all-pro linebacker is is blown out his Achilles and is now missing for the rest of the game and his replacement is getting torched. All excuses. Your Steve fault. Wilkes, it was Bad all his job. fault. Yeah. All absolutely. Fault. Was a surprise, uh, and then some. For so that's for both of us, then. Absolutely. 
One million wow. percent. I'm like, what? It's easy. What? It's easy to be kumbaya when there's only one game, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. we we're kumbaya during a regular season with 16 games sometimes. So sometimes. Uh, what let? Well, I'll tell you what. Letdown wasn't really a letdown for me. Letdown. young man who picked the worst possible moment to miss his first career extra point. Uh, and Jake Moody, who was 68 of his first 68 extra points, they call it a block. He kicked it right into the line. Yeah. That, that was that was barely even a block because if the Niners' defensive line had jumped to block that, it was going to hit him in the head. It wasn't going to hit him in the hands. Uh absolutely awful kick in a spot where you need to get put up four and it only puts them up three and, and you're and I'm watching them. Like, mm, that's one of those we're going to remember later. Um, and, you know, you said it might not have made a difference if Mahomes needed four, he would have gotten, you know, he would have gotten it. He would have figured out got it no matter what he needed. He would have got yeah. it. But to me, that's got to be a huge letdown uh, in your career and for your fan bases that, you know, for somebody who'd been fairly automatic, we had just watched him and Harrison Bucker the hold my beer, watch this moment, um, longest field goals ever in a Super Bowl, uh, you know, back to back. And then Jake Moody just drills one right, at an extra point right into his, basically almost his line. It was such a low, bad kick. Uh, that's a big, that was a big letdown. It was a big letdown spot. <sighs> I concur. And especially in the in the face of what you just talked about about the the kicker showing out and hitting the big record-setting yeah. field goals, uh, Jake Moody, after all his struggles his rookie year, bombs it from fifty-five to score the first points at the start of the second quarter, longest field goal in Super Bowl history. That was impressive. I, I didn't expect him to hit it at all. I had no confidence. So good for him that he got himself ready yeah. mentally and, and executed when he needed to. Uh, and the 49ers needed it. And then the Chiefs sent Harrison Butker out third quarter and low line drive from 57. So the Super Bowl record was set by Moody and broken by Butker the very same night. Uh, so big time, long distance boots. And then how do you blow an extra point? It, uh, it, yeah, it, that was definitely a, a sinking feeling when I got that. It really let me down. Like, kid, kid, you just bombed it from 55 and then you do that. Oh, come on, kid. Oh, but uh, yeah, I, I definitely concur. It, they, they set you up for for uh, disappointment by hitting those huge field goals early before that, and then yeah, just blow an extra point. Sure, Make, makes sense. Yeah, in, in a game that was dominated by the kickers. I mean, Harrison Bucker four for four, uh, Moody was three for three, but mm, in in a low scoring defensive game, and you, and you need that point. It makes a huge difference uh, psychologically knowing even at the end of that game for the Chiefs, like, hey, we we didn't score that touchdown. They, they did not get overly aggressive on that final drive um, knowing that, hey, the only thing that hurts us is a turnover, you know, mm-hmm. uh, versus being down four where, like you said, they probably go and get it because they probably play a little bit more balls out and they just, you know, just go get it. Um but still makes a huge difference not having that, not having that, that there. And so, ah, we concur again. So time for, time for some Joe. 
struggling. I, if we're if we're kumbaya in this one, <laughs> man, I'm I'm giving my uh, Joe award is struggling to whoever was running the audio board at halftime because I couldn't hear what Usher was singing. Yeah, uh, it was it was like muffled and muted. I mean, I had no problem with the actual show itself because it, it was what you expect from a halftime show, right? You get the main artist, and they come out, and they do some of their stuff, and then some surprise guest shows up, and you know, you get the, and it's the big spectacle of the moment, and you get. But God, I, whoever was running the mixing board for that was struggling, or or was inebriated, or something was going on, or both, because. <laughs> That was, I'm not, I'm not familiar with a lot of that music that was being sung. I don't know many of those songs, excuse me, many of those songs. So I was more like, okay, what's he saying? (laughs) I don't know what he's saying. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice the audio being bad. I noticed some of the singing being off key and I noticed him taking some lines off. Maybe the singing was just bad. I noticed him taking some lines off because he was blowed up and tired. He was uh, sweating. He looked like he was that I noticed as well. So yeah, he yeah. was he was putting in some some work, and he looked you know like he was uh, struggling himself at times <laughs> during that. Yeah, he, he was a little blowed up. He's, uh, I'm sitting there watching him uh, hug all over Alicia Keys as they do their duet, and I'm like, yeah. he's getting all that sweat all over that beautiful dress of hers. That's just. <laughs> I, I I didn't notice the audio though. Um, okay. But yeah, the, what I noticed, I was I guess I was hung up on. He was trying to fit so many of his songs in. One of his songs, he literally performed the opening line of the song and stopped and moved on to another song. And I'm like, one uh, line, really? Okay. Well, wow. Um, so they they were trying to fit as much. That's not even a medley. So no, that's like. Everyone does it, yeah. Everyone does a medley of their song, but they yeah. do like at least the first, you know, stanza uh, of the of one of the songs. Or the chorus. He, yeah, right, right. Just sing the hook or something. He did one line. Uh, he did the first line of "Nice and Slow" and then stopped and went to something else. And I'm like, dude, I, I think he, I think someone counted up. It was like 14 songs of, of, at some point that he tried to fit in. Like, you don't have to fit every song you ever oh. recorded in there. I, I did not pick up on that. Because he went through them so damn fast. I would have thought that was like three songs. Right. See, that's no. what I know. <laughs> um, no, that is definitely not my, my struggling. My struggling was, uh, you know who seemed to struggle the most Sunday? The world champion Kansas City Chiefs. Pat Mahomes wound up the MVP at the end. He was the, the favorited horse who found the spot on the rail and rallied to the front, uh, passing the tired horses before that. But he was struggling before that. He wasn't anywhere near yeah. MVP level until the fourth quarter. Before that, he was kind of bad. Uh, he had the, the overthrow on third and long to start the second half for the Jair Brown INT. Uh, the, the rest of the Chiefs weren't helping. Isaiah Pacheco was bobbling and fumbling everywhere, uh, getting stumped oh, on Rich, third down. Richie James tried to fumble every punt. <laughs> uh, Chiefs had uh, – five punts and a fumble before the uh, Mark was Valdez Scantling touchdown. Uh, we were, we were texting each other like San Fran should be way up in this game. And that was part of it because the chiefs were not playing well. And uh, again, the 49ers defensive coordinator, I guess doesn't get any credit for that because he got fired three days later. 
yeah, it was a struggle. It was a struggle session. And, and, and you know, in the second half, it was Purdy who decided to start struggling because his third quarter was atrocious. He has some really, really bad throws at some really bad times. Yeah, some some receivers that weren't helping him out, and then a lot of balls that were just bouncing. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's too bad because he was uh, he he did not really seem to uh, have the Super Bowl jitters in the first half. I thought he played very good in the first half. You know, he wasn't perfect, but um, I would have thought you know a kid like that from Mister Irrelevant to the Super Bowl in in three years or two years or whatever it is, uh, I would have thought he'd have been you know a little more nervous and and you know, project if he ever gets to the Super Bowl, his first seven throws are going to be all five yards over everyone's head because he's going to be so jacked up and nervous. Yeah. Uh, and Purdy didn't play like that. He played pretty damn well, good. Well, give give that defense and that adjustments and spags, give them some credit because they, they started yeah. dialing up the pressure on him. They also made a concerted effort to not let Christian McCaffrey beat them. Right. And he was trying to beat them. But McCaffrey was going to win me that uh, Super Bowl MVP if the Chiefs would have held on. Cause, uh, uh, I don't know. He, I, I thought, I thought Jawan Jennings was going to win that Super Bowl MVP. Uh, it, Touchdown it receiving and, and throwing. throwing. Sure. No, it would have been close, but uh, McCaffrey was the horse. He's 70 yards rushing and 70 yards receiving. Like, they were relying on him. There's, to me, there's no yes. way they win that game And, and that's him. funny because you gave those stats, and, and I still thought he played, that they had him clamped down. That That's how right. good he is. That you can go out there, he ended up at 80 and 80. He ended up with 160 total yards, and I thought they, that they actually managed him well. That's how good right, Christian he, McCaffrey is. He could have had 120 rushing uh, if he would have yeah. hit uh, some more of those holes. So yeah, no, he, he uh, played played well and also could have uh, could have been better. Uh, got kind of yeah. stuffed a little bit. Well, All right, it's time for Danielle. Our last Our award of the season. Award. You know what I said that to? I said that to some least valuable players coming up huge, saving their hats. <laughs> and I'm talking about the, that dog shit receiving core of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mecole Hardman and Justin Watson, who barely got a pass from me for least valuable player, and Marquez freaking Valdez Scantling. <laughs> the only two touchdowns of the game come from MVS and Mecole Hardman, you know, the throwing touchdowns. Anyway, yeah, those mm-hmm. were the two touchdowns uh, for Patrick Mahomes, but those guys, what, Mecole Hardman, 57 yards, Justin Watson, 54 MVS, 20, uh, you know, putting numbers on the board that you were not expecting coming up when those guys were coming up small. Even MVS, wide open on a touchdown, tried to drop it. But he didn't. <laughs> he bobbled it, but he didn't drop it. But, you know, and Mark Miko Hardman with two of the biggest plays in the game, although the, the, he had the 52-yard bomb that he ends up coming down with, although Rishi Rice fumbles a couple plays later, but still that kind of set the tone and tempo. They did that deep shot. And they succeeded, and and then he comes up with the game-winning touchdown. Those guys, yeah, that, that right. left me. <laughs> right. Well, it's maybe like a ten or fifteen percent concur. It's not a hundred percent concur. My what the fuck was the entire sequence in the second half that made it crystal clear that the Chiefs were going to win the game. Because uh, I'm just it wasn't an out loud excited. What the fuck was that? It was like a slow. Uh, head shaking like, oh, what, what the fuck? Was, was it the ball hitting the guy's foot? Oh my god! Uh, playoff. Well, it starts with playoff. Pat just kind of deciding to okay, I've sucked long enough. Let me 
turn it up here. Scrambling, powering, yeah. third downs, uh, design option keeper, fooling everybody. Um, and as San Fran's able to stop Harbin on a third down crosser, and then Harrison Bucker hits the record-breaking field goal. So that sort of started my what the what, what the fuck's going on here. Uh, and the the next drive for the Niners, they run McCaffrey once. He gets stuffed, and that's it. Uh, Shanahan's like, okay, we got to go back to Brock Purdy. We got to have him drop back. So he throws terrible, two terrible passes because he's getting pressured. And uh, so that that was my other big uh, criticism of, of Shanahan. He definitely got away from using McCaffrey in the second half. Uh, he could have yep. used him a lot more. Could have relied on him even more than he did. Um, so they have to punt the ninth, uh Then the, the Chiefs have to punt again. But then that punt, of course, uh, what's his kid's name? Daryl Luter, uh, not paying attention, and the punt hits him in the in the back of the foot. Um, and Ray Ray McLeod trying to desperately dive on the on the on the time on the ticking time bomb on the live grenade and can't do it. He he really didn't try to dive on. He's trying to pick it up and run, and that was a big mistake. He should have just right. dove on the damn thing. Um, and who knows if he actually dive, dives on it, and, and the Niners uh, don't lose that possession, but they of course lose it and. Uh, very next play is the uh, the touchdown to Marquez Valdez Scantling for uh, for sixteen from sixteen yard and I'm just shaking my head like man what the fuck is this bullshit this, this it's gonna happen it's gonna happen the Niners at that point everybody watching knows the Niners are giving this game away to the Kansas City Chiefs now the Chiefs did their part to take it but the Niners gave that shit away and and I was just kind of like oh, man. What the fuck is all this? That, that, that's all I can say. Yeah, because up until that point, the, the Niners were completely in control still. They, they were about to get the ball back and still be up 10-6 and still have all the momentum. They just stopped the and frustrated the Chiefs again. And, and isn't it just perfect, though, that not only does the ball hit the guy and they get the muff, they just throw the touchdown on the very next play. The very next play. Oh, you, you gave us a chance. <laughs> And we're going to capitalize immediately. All the terrible football that the Chiefs have been playing up yeah. to that point. And Mahomes like, oh, oh, all I right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, if you want me to, I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. And, and then throws that touchdown, and they have the lead. So then you're looking mm-hmm. around, if you're that. the Niners, you're like, wait, no, 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 no. <laughs> we, we, we've been dominating these guys on both sides right. of the ball. And I blame Steve Wilkes. <laughs> all his fault. All his fault, absolutely, completely. Uh, we're in the after show, by the way, so that was yeah, the, I uh, saw the, that. We went the, there the about halfway, <laughs> halfway through your award, but yeah, we had we, we still got them right all there. in, so people at least got to hear. They didn't get to hear your whole sequence of events, but um, it, not bad getting them all in with two phone calls. It, it helps a lot when we concur on some of these awards. On the yes, most, especially, on half especially of the awards, when, basically. Especially when we 1,000% concur on one. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was uh, that was the, the super-duper bold. Uh, it, it was just crazy how we could all see it playing out exactly the way that it did, that the Niners are doing what they need to do. The Chiefs are not playing well. They don't look like they're – Instinct at all. Uh, Travis Kelsey is trying to attack his coach and all that. Um, yeah, which and... we did not give an award to, and I, I'm not one of. I was not clutching my pearls about that like everybody else was on the socials and stuff. 
uh, you know, understanding the context of what he was mad about, which was being pulled out on the play where uh, Pacheco fumbled. Be, you know, and part of that was the guy who was in there for Kelsey missed his block. I don't like mm-hmm. the way he did it, but he clearly like kind of stumbled into Andy Reid. And I'm not trust me, defending Travis Kelsey is not in my playbook. Um, but it's you know, even Andy Reid was like, no, it, it, no, don't worry, <laughs> I'm fine, I can take it. <laughs> Reid knows who he who he is. Reid knows who yeah. who Kelsey is. He knows who he's dealing with. Right. You know, and he wants to be the star, and he's got the spotlight, and his, you know, billionaire girlfriend's upstairs watching. Hey, whatever, but, you know, um, I, I get it. You know, a guy wants to win. You go up there and, you know, and cold cock him or anything like that. <laughs> um, it, it was, you know, he's just telling him, you know, I don't know what was said. Maybe we'll, we'll probably never know, but. You know, NFL the, Films has uh, unbelievable access. Oh, I know access, they have it. So. Kelsey even alluded to that. Like, I'm, just, I know it's on mic because those guys were all mic'd up, or you know. Oh yeah. So they caught that. They, we know what was said, and I'm sure we'll get an America's Game cut of that or or something someday. Man, inside the NFL had some incredible access, some incredible things that they caught. Um, like Trent Williams is sitting there uh, saying. On, the, on that fourth down run that Mahomes uh, had, I, I, I think it was the overtime one. Yeah, yeah. Trent Williams called it out. And said they're going to run Mahomes, man. You called you called yeah. it too, but Trent Williams is just sitting there. They're, they're going to just run Mahomes. They're just going to sneak him, and then he runs it, and they go back to uh, Trent Williams going, I, I said they were going to run it. How did they not know that? <laughs> Everybody knew. Everybody where knew. that play was going. Everybody knew. Hmm. Uh, yeah, so they got that that footage or whatever uh, exactly teed off Kelsey, but I think we all kind of know what uh, what pissed him off like that. So, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't give an award to it either. Um, I guess I, I, I apparently I didn't think it was that big a deal either, but I, I thought it was a big deal when it happened. But just in the context of everything else that wound up happening in the well, game, it kind of that was the became part very of the small. Game, well, that was the overall part of the game where the you know the Niners were dominating the chiefs and they did not know how to handle that adversity. And, and they just, they just couldn't keep it going, you know, couldn't put them away. All that Got prosperity it. that the chiefs gave them, uh, you know, that, that, and they just, they couldn't, they couldn't capitalize on it. And sure enough, all it takes is the ball bounces off a guy's foot in a, in a crazy play. And then boom, touchdown pass to MVS and you're losing now. And, and, I give them credit for both teams uh, coming through and having uh, you know one hell of a one hell of a final quarter. Uh, it was it was fun. It was it was great. It was uh, for for football fans. It was great, just like we said it was going to be. Um, and for strategists, we got a, a whole week of stuff to chew on and break down and figure out. And yeah, uh, that, that's been. Uh, Interesting to watch uh, a lot of the experts trying to break it down and figure out. I think most of the people agree that uh, scapegoating Steve Wilkes for this was kind of stupid. I don't think anyone really agrees with that decision. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm, I'm glad that we, I'm, it shocked that not only we didn't put it in stupid, we, we both just put it in our surprise because that, that really was that news article. I was like, what? what? Right. I see that on the bottom line. I'm like, they, they, he did what? <laughs> He's, he, that, can the guy this, that had the, one of the top yeah. defenses in the league? What? 
No, so that that usually, like you said, boils down to it's more of like it's a personality thing or a you know direction of the team, or you're being scapegoated. <laughs> yeah, strategies. Uh, that probably wasn't their first strategical disagreement of the season. Uh, if it was, uh, and Shanahan fired him over that, that that'd be unbelievably thin-skinned. I I, I hope he's not that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think Steve Wilkes stays unemployed for a, a particular oh, long no. time. He better not, no. Uh, anybody should be uh, very glad to have him. Although I said that, that anyone should be glad to hire uh, Bill Belichick, too, and that didn't happen. So what do I know? I don't know. Well, you know, he'll go do TV for a year, right? Yeah, he's but he's kind of, you know, up there, so I don't know if he – you know, remember, we all thought Bill Cowher would do TV for a few years and then get back in, and he's he's like, Nah, I don't, I don't need to. I'm I'm good here. I'll, I'll just stay here forever. Catch the, did you catch the halftime show where the not not the actual usher part, but the booth part? You know, where they were talking to all the the guys at the table, and Bill Cowher was, didn't even get was a word food in <laughs> Bill Cowher's no, just sitting that. there with his microphone, and all these other guys just keep talking over each other, and Bill Cowher's just sitting there and sitting there and sitting there, and I don't know if he even said a word the whole halftime. <laughs> and every time you thought they were going to throw it to him, you know? Somebody else jumped in. Somebody else jumped in. <laughs> no, I missed that. I was, I was getting some and then very that, that, That's JB, right? That, that's, that's James Brown, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, JB at the end goes, well, like Coach said, something, something. <laughs> And that was that was like he alluded to something that Bill Cowher said, and that was pretty much the only thing. No, it was all those other guys just you know sucking all the air out of the room. I think that's their show every week. Is Coach Cowher says something to start the segment, and then the other guys spend the next three minutes filling it all up. So yeah, I, I don't well, think was, that's unusual. It was for funny them. though because it kept looking like they were I was like, okay, when are they going to cut this back to to Cowher? When's he going to get to say something? You know, they're all like conversing with each other, all taking their turns, but then taking more turns where usually you see a, a panel where it's that many guys and everybody kind of gets their one thing to say. And yeah. obviously it's all scripted out because nobody ever says the same, you know, they, they, oh, yeah, they say, well, they're, they're, they're talking points beforehand. Absolutely. Correct. Yeah. So I'm going to say this and I'm going to say this and I'm going to say, you know, so everybody gets to be a genius, you know, I, I have no problem with that because if you don't, then you turn into the Fox pregame show, which is a bunch of guys just talking over each other and kind of saying the same thing. So, <laughs> I'm not a fan. Those, all of those, all of those shows have become so bloated now, where they just keep expanding the roster. You know, that table just keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's like you don't need seven dudes. No. Well, now you can split table. it off. You can have a, a, a pre-pre-game show and have a, second, a separate show <sighs> yeah. with different people. Right, and then you can send half your crew to Nickelodeon. <laughs> uh, so your kids didn't partake in, in – well, your kids weren't with you, of course, at the football yes, party. Yes, they were. They were? Oh, okay. The kids, the kids were – That's uh, the one thing that we have allowed the last several years is that the kids is to stay up for the Super Bowl. You know, okay. We didn't know it was going to be overtime. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that we so they they stayed up for the game. They watched the game. You know, Trin was sitting right next to me watching most of the game, and then um, my son, who had been uh, hanging out in another room doing some stuff on his own, showed back up towards the end of the game. And they, no, they 
I, they actually watched the Super Bowl. My daughter uh, was rooting a, for the Niners. She, she wanted Taylor Swift's boyfriend to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Gee, I wonder where she could have gotten poisoned uh, like that. Uh, this was apparently all of her friends uh, were all very anti-Taylor Swift. Really? They do not like Taylor Swift. This is, but this is that you know she's in sixth grade, so yeah, you know maybe maybe that's because I she's mean, like the big pop star. So that's the the age where you're supposed to love the big. You're pop supposed stars. to rebel against those things. Uh, you are. Oh, okay. I guess. I guess, I guess so they I were guess. just being, you know, they were anti Taylor Swift. Uh, that she was the anti hero. Got it. Correct. Huh. That's, that's interesting. Uh, Maybe the kids will take their uh, tablets or something and watch the the Nickelodeon version of the Super Bowl uh, next year when they, you know, when they get a wind of that. Yeah, I was I was telling my my buddy I was at his you know I said like, why don't you put on the Nickelodeon broadcast and his <laughs> his brother was there and the guy's like no that's a joke right that doesn't really happen I'm like no 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 it it's real well, it's a thing they actually have SpongeBob and Patrick and. <laughs> commentating on the game. I said, it could actually be quite funny. So I started talking about the whole Russell Wilson thing, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you know, and they do these dumb graphics in the end. So I had no interest in actually watching it. Right. But I guess for a family with little kids, if you want to get them to watch the Super Bowl, I don't know what their ratings were or what they pulled. Um, it couldn't have been, it, I'm sure it was a non-zero number. Yeah, they they got their viewers, I'm sure. You know, it wasn't yeah. uh, 123 million, but yeah. Well, well what a season. <laughs> Sounds like you're ready to call it. Well, it's, you know. I told you before the show started, my day yeah. started with snow shoveling at 6 o'clock this morning. Uh, uh, yeah, so that was the beginning of my day. And then work all day, and then I had all my award. I did all my awards today. Um uh, well, I was at work. I just kind of wrote them all on a little note paper, and then I came home and I expanded on them. And um, that was a good show. It was a good season. Uh, it, was, it was tight. I mean, we really, uh, we really uh, kept it interesting and close, especially once I dug myself out of the grave. That, that was quite the the dig. That's uh, might might get lost in uh, history a little bit, but uh, that was quite the uh, accomplishment to come back from twenty under five hundred to get all the way back to the five hundred and ultimately win the season. That, that's quite the accomplishment out of you. I, I I will take it. If I'm gonna if you're gonna break a streak, that's how you do it. Yeah, man, I, I guess so. <laughs> my October was so bad. <laughs> now again, that's self inflicted. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks on vacation. I had uh, what was it was two weeks in Florida, two Sundays in Florida, and right. then bracketed by two Sundays helping my mom move. Uh, nah. And I was just not, you know, I was paying attention as much as you can when you're actually not able to watch the games. So it's like a lot of phone updates and and highlights. But you know, I started off okay. I actually, had to lead on you up until that point. Um. That October, so I started off the season strong, and then yeah, it was just chip away, chip away, chip away. So um, I don't know what the number was, but I felt like I had the honors for I don't know eleven <laughs> out of the last twelve weeks or something. I think you had it once toward down the stretch. 
You're probably about right there. Because uh, it was, I'm, if I wasn't lo- if I wasn't beating you, we were pushing a lot of weeks. Let's see, how many weeks did I win after the uh, awesome week six, in which uh, I, in which I went nine and six, and you went three and twelve? Oh, uh, and God, the very was that the one that was that the one no, that got me to twenty games under. No, the next week uh, I went eight and five, and you went three and ten. That's what got you. Oh, back to back threes. Yeah, it was it was quite the tumble. Those are the week. That was the, t- the moment when I'm like, why am I still doing this? <laughs> uh, you you come back with eight wins the next week, and and you're yeah. feeling a lot better about yourself. But you still didn't I beat was. me because I had I had eleven, so wow. I'm really feeling good. Uh, so then after that, uh, we were even week nine. Uh, you got two games on me week ten. You got one game on me week eleven. You got. Um, oh, I beat you one game for week 12. So there's the one week out of those that I beat you was, week 12. There, there it was. There it was. There's <laughs> the one. Uh, week 13, you come back and get two on me. Week 14, even. Week 15, even. Week 16, even. Uh, week 17, you go 10 and 6 to my 7 and 9. Uh, so that's when it, it really starts to, to dawn on me, oh, you're actually rallying all the way back. And at that point, you're three games uh, behind me. And I'm like, where'd that come from? How'd that happen? Yeah. Um, and then the, you had this in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last week, uh, week 18, we were even. We both went 10 and 6. So, wow. Yeah, one week uh, out of the last uh, eight uh, where I actually yeah. beat you. And you, you got me wild card weekend by one game. That's right. And then I got you division round by a game. Yep. That's where the points swing happened because those games that, were worth three that, that points was each. When, that was when the lead flipped. Um, That's right. Was in the well. It's, I am Mister Division Round. I went three and one. <laughs> you are. You sure are. And um, that was it. And then James that was Williams. It, and then Super Bowl. <sighs> Jameson Williams. Jameson right. Williams. You can you can thank him. Uh, I'll send yeah. you a Jameson Williams jersey or something. <laughs> Uh, I'll be sure to film it uh, as I as I burn it uh, in a in a garbage can. So I'm I'm uh, facing a dilemma for this year for our fantasy baseball team. Uh, my son is angling really hard to come to the draft with us. <laughs> well, you're, uh, you're you're contemplating it, obviously. I am. I mean, well, he wants to go on a trip with dad. You know, he, he like wants yeah. to go and like you know, it's like. A, and I told him, you like, oh yeah, Uncle Andre's gonna be, Uncle Andre's gonna be there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, I, so he really wants to go, and I'm like, Grant, it's really boring for it's not really for me, boring. but for you, you know, you're 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 nine. Um, <laughs> but he really wants to do it. So yes, I'm I'm contemplating. I'm contemplating. I mean, I could always just be like, hey, here, kid, bring your handheld, play some video games, sit behind us or something, you know. Um. Or I can just put him to work. <laughs> you know, turn him into the designated out caller. I, I can't imagine him staying awake long enough to, to fulfill those duties, like after the no, first well, hour well, or two. Well, we're at the, we're already, well, if our roster goes the way it looks like it's going to go, we're going to be full up at, I'm not kidding, catcher, DH, and first. Yeah. Just based off of, most likely keepers, you know, right. um, 
so we will end up having both our catchers. We'll have a DH. We'll have two first base. We'll have a lot of positions. You know, we'll have a lot of ones, Ds, and Cs that come through that we can't even bid on. So, mm-hmm. you know, I give them a job. Out. <laughs> uh, I, I, understand, I completely understand your temptation to, to give in and let him uh, make the trip. But as you – Really know when you really think about it. There's no nine year old should be in that in that room. It's just it's not. a long day. Oh. It is a long day. It's just not for them at all. I'm not even worried about language because it's not really a a those guys don't really cuss. No group. Yeah, no. It, it's very it's very PC in the room. So it's not like I'm even worried about there being content. It's just the the rush of everything and you know we're we're so into the paperwork and all that stuff um you know i i feel like you'd kind of get lost in the shuffle right yeah i can see him 20 minutes in just start kicking the back of our chairs and uh, <laughs> getting up and running into the break room and getting something to drink and coming back and just going in and out yeah it's yeah. it's just not for a kid just no it, it I, you really know isn't. he's I know. I feel bad too because he really wants yeah. to go. And I'm like, you know, he's he's getting close, right? He's getting close. Mm-hmm. I'm just worried about, boy, how many more years is this thing going to hang on? Because we just got teams are dropping like flies and uh, ten now, and it just feels like it's just kind of like, you know, it's felt like that a few times. We're like, oh, how long can this keep going? And then it it always finds new life. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I don't. I don't get too worried until it gets if it gets to the seven teams that's in my bowling league right now then yeah. then, it's, then it's time I, to worry. <laughs> I I'll worry if we end, if we're at 10 and we cannot get an 11th or a 12th and then somebody else quits or somebody right. passes on cuz it's not the mm-hmm. youngest group yeah. um that we're a part of and then now it starts to get down to not yeah I don't know how long it survives if we're down to down to 9. Somebody's going to come yeah. calling you uh to take over a team or something. I'm sure they, I'm they would want. I'm sure. I'm sure they would love for me to, to take over a team, and uh, I'm not trying to do all of that uh, research and paperwork. That's a lot. Uh, plus, I'm uh, happy to announce that I'm adding on to my uh, live scouting duties. Uh, they they uh, hired me to do the, the college basketball that was rumored to be starting uh, this oh. season. They're they're getting a late start on it, but that's good because they get to get the bugs out this year, and then. Uh, by the time next year starts, hopefully, you know, it'll okay, be nice so that's smooth. something that won't start for you until the next college basketball season. Well, they're starting it this uh, this season. They're gonna send they're sting, start sending us out to games like next week. Um, Is it college basketball over and just weeks? just about over? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, basically, so for who? They, Is this for? Is this for the Tigers or? Yeah, yeah, uh, Tigers games. Um, okay. Well, the way it worked they're out pretty, is they're actually pretty good this year. Yeah, they're they're very inconsistent. They can they can well, lose any game as well yeah. as win. That's Memphis um, Tigers basketball for you, pretty much. But the way it worked out was it's fortuitous that this uh, initial campaign they're going to only use the cities that are happen to be hosting games in the uh, in in March Madness, and Memphis happens to be hosting first round games in March Madness. And oh. that's the only reason uh, that Memphis is available to to do any games. Now they they can't do those at the pyramid because that is a Dick Sporting Goods 
<laughs> the Pyramid is no longer a sporting venue. That is absolutely uh, a Dick Sporting Goods, um, but uh, complete with a bowling so alley strange. and a hotel and everything else. I, I'd be curious I, just to go in there to to see what that's turned into because to me that was always the the Great American Pyramid or whatever Something they called like it that. back when it was started, and that was always where that was where the Tigers played. It was. Uh, whatever so it's called, my now? wife. Oh, uh, where the Grizzlies are in FedEx Forum. Oh, okay. So they actually play in a, a real arena. Yes. Okay. Uh, whatever the pyramid was called, my wife just had a bunch of cuss words for it because going up to the top of that pyramid, there there were no elevators. Like if you got oh. the worst seat in the house, you had to climb <laughs> all those stairs. Uh, uh, I just she, remember being very... on the interstate, going around a sharp curve right there, and if you miss the curve, you're in the pyramid. <laughs> uh, that still exists. Uh, yeah, they, they 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 haven't really fixed that uh, too much. Uh, yeah, that's not oh. fun going over that overpass. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's uh, I'm very curious to go in there and and uh, I want to spend the night at one of the, at the hotel that's up in there, but it's a ridiculous overcharge, it's like three hundred dollars a, a night or something. Wow, like that. I didn't know that they so they had because that was it doesn't look like a big building, but but it is. It is. It's, it's, a, it's a huge building. It's a, it used to be a sporting arena. It was a like sports arena. Yeah. And, and then, so, yeah, I remember we're down there and we're driving through downtown, me and my wife. And one of the few times we actually didn't just bypass Memphis, we actually went through. And I was like, Dick Sporting Goods? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, it's Memphis, baby. What can I say? <laughs> Uh, but like I said, they tricked it out. It's, it looks uh, like a, a very interesting time inside there. Like, like I said, they got a bowling alley. I think it's only four yeah. lanes, but they got a bowling alley. They got uh, all sorts of uh, activities and, and stuff in there. They got a hotel. Um, so yeah, it, it's a it's a time. It's it's a whole time in there. It's not just going in there to shop big sporting goods. It's a whole experience. Uh, just a little out of my price range, uh, but that's but it, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It might be something you and your your family would enjoy actually. Yeah, maybe that's a, so. You know, we have uh, Mall of America up here over in the mm-hmm. Twin Cities, and they've added two hotels onto that. Right. And we've always been like, well, would be because we go there sometimes. Like, wouldn't it be kind of cool to just go and stay? Yeah. At the hotel, in the mall, because then we don't have to drive anywhere. It's right there. You, if you want to shop, you stay. Just take it back to your room. You know. That's right. Um, but they're very expensive. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. So no, that, that's they, part of it too. They, they know what they're doing. Uh, Southland uh, Casino with the dog track. They just built a hotel. Um, okay. And it's like two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars a night. So they they all know what they're doing. Wow. It's, it's good business if you, if you want to pay that kind of money. Uh, I haven't decided to do it yet, but you know, like I said, not out of the realm of possibility. Oh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Let's put a cap on this. Good season uh, over. Our, our next, uh, just our our next shows uh, the the thumbnail sketch of what we should be doing uh, coming up in March. Oscars, um, Oscars, be... the weekend of the tenth. Yep. And let me see here. Uh, I'm at a yeah. So on, I have nothing. I've, I've, I'm at something on Saturday the ninth, but I'll be home in the evening. So. Okay. I am available at any of those days pretty much to do our uh, Oscar show and 
and then March Badness is a few days after that. Uh, March Badness is is that the next week or the week after that? Uh, I thought it was the week after. You know, I mean, uh, oh, that's all right then. Right. It won't be. It won't be shows uh, two days apart or three days apart. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it won't be. We're doing an Oscar show on Saturday, and then we're back on Tuesday for the March Badness show. No, March Badness starts on the 19th, so we'll be doing that show uh, the the week after the Oscars. Okay. And then baseball preview the week after that. That's right. And then WrestleMania is the first Saturday in April, so the week after that. So we're lined okay. up uh, in, in sequence, basically. Pretty nice. Yeah, we're, so we're on a little – yeah, so this is usually right right now. We're in about a four-week break uh, uh-huh. that we'll start right now. Unless, unless something comes up, uh, we always reserve that right, but – uh, I would expect our next show to be Oscars preview. That's uh, looks like a nice four week uh, in a row schedule that we don't have to you know squeeze shows in uh, a day later or two days later or something like that. It actually, looks like it's going to go in a nice sequence for us. So that's that's really good. Yeah, and then we get it. Yeah, and then you know once we get and then once we get past uh, Chicago and then WrestleMania, then the draft comes up, and that's usually I think that's end of April. Mm-hmm. So this, the off season really does kind of set itself up pretty nice, and then we go through those, like we get into the dog days of baseball, where we'll just all of a sudden, one of us will be like, "Ah, eh, let's do a show." <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're following us, you you kind of know how it works by now. But I just wanted to get the uh, the the dates out there, the the general thumbnail of what uh, what what our schedule is going to be looking yeah. like coming up uh, next next month. Yeah. So basically, it's uh, four weeks off, and then. Four weeks on. That's what it looks like. All right. I'll be there. All right. Uh, grudgingly, congratulations once again uh, for, for winning the season. Yeah, you know, I know it's an unfamiliar <laughs> spot for you. Um, yeah. So we got to regroup and go back to the, the, the drawing board and not put myself in a position where you can take Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Because uh, if or, they repeat next year, I would not be surprised. I'll just say Or that. put yourself in a position to have to trust your boy Shanahan. <laughs> Man, I, I, two, I was two I ten point leads in the Super Bowl. I was blown. on I was on Atlanta, good. and I was on the Niners yeah. the first go round. Right, I, I was on yeah. those. You were able to switch uh, switch horses this time. Won't get fooled again. <laughs> uh huh. <All> right, W. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. With that, uh, I think we're finally done here. Uh. Uh, unless you have anything else. No, no, I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready for bed. Yeah. He is Jay. I am Dre. This has been the Super Duper Bowl 58 recap, uh, where the Chiefs, once again, for the second time in four years, had the 49ers right where they want them because they let the Liners uh, get a lead and said, okay, that's fine. Well, now, now we're going to catch up and pass you and, and win the game. So. Uh, familiar spot for the 49ers. Hopefully they can figure out how to, to remedy that uh, if they have a third meeting uh, in the future. Uh, again, we will see you uh, for our next show in about a month, uh, around the 10th, for uh, the Oscars preview show. Dave, the movie expert, has been texting me for two months now telling me about the movies that he's been watching and getting ready for. He's he's mega ready this time. He's really getting ready wow. for, for Oscar he season. Takes, he takes this series. I mean, he's a film buff to begin with. 
Yeah, that's why I got but him on. Really, no. I, I appreciate the seriousness because I don't think without Dave, the movie expert, that we would even bother doing an Oscar no. show. No, I wouldn't. That, that's uh, that's that's his spot. Nobody loves movies more than than Dave. I don't know anyone who loves movies more than him. So that's why uh, we we got that spot for him, and that's why we got the Oscar show. So certainly look forward to that. And uh, the little bit of feedback that I ever get about the show there's not hasn't been that much over the years, but uh, I do have friends who say they they do love the uh, the, the movie show. They do love Dave, uh, the movie expert. So all right, should be fun. Uh, everybody, enjoy your offseason. Congratulations once again to the Kansas City Chiefs. And, yes, put Andy Reid and Kelsey and Mahomes in the damn Hall of Fame right now because I don't know what else you're, you're waiting for. Yeah. We will see you again in March for the Oscars preview. Talk to you then. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.